chapter 1. <clears throat> now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to uh, Tarshish. So he paid the fares thereof, and went down into it, to go with them up unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and it was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise. Call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, <clears throat> Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life. And lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took Jonah up and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. All right. Well, if you might have guessed, turn back with me to the book of Jonah. Jonah, still in chapter 1. We're going to learn this morning about a lesson from God. A lesson to learn from God. And Jonah is certainly not the only one who has ever learned this lesson. Uh, He may be uh, one who's gone through a more drastic drawing of God than most. He was swallowed by a fish. Now that's a, that's a pretty intense lesson to be swallowed by a fish and to remain in the belly of that fish for three days. Three days. Now, Jonah chapter 1 and verse 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah 
the son of Amittai. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of the Lord. So when the word came on, word of the Lord came into Jonah. Who came on to, unto Jonah? The Lord did. The Lord came and spoke to Jonah and gave Jonah a mission. In other words, Jonah was elected by God, chosen by God, directed by God, employed by God to be a missionary to this great city of Nineveh. It was three days' journey across this city, so it was a big city. It wasn't a little village. It was a big city with a lot of people, and the wickedness of it had come up to the Lord, and it was great. Now, we... Uh, remember, and we've heard that term before, haven't we? And God will destroy a city for wickedness. And He has. The same was true with Sodom and Gomorrah. The wickedness was so great that it came up to the Lord. The same is true in the days of Noah. The wickedness of man was so great that even the imagination of his heart was only evil continually. And as Brother Chuck mentioned earlier, he destroyed all of mankind except for the eight souls that he saved, the remnant of his people who we are all ancestors of today. In verse 2, the Lord said unto Jonah, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it for their wickedness. Cry against it for their wickedness. He's come up before me. He was called to be a missionary to Nineveh and warn the, those of Nineveh, the Ninevites. Now, who were they? They were the enemies of Israel. They were considered the enemies to Jonah. Jonah didn't have a lot of compassion for them, did he? He had no compassion for them. It was okay with him if the Lord destroyed them. And in his mind and in his reasoning, he thought, well, if I don't go, he's going to destroy them. They need to be destroyed anyway. They were his enemy. He had no compassion for them. He didn't recognize in his heart that God had people within the city of Nineveh. So what did he do? He ran from the Lord. You remember the Lord Himself talking to those who asked Him for a sign. He verified this account. He verified the fact that Jonah's account happened, that it was a reality. He said that no other sign would be given to this perverse generation but the sign of Jonah. All right. Verse 3, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish. Well, Tarshish, I believe, was to the west, and Nineveh was to the east. So he decided to take the opposite direction of where the Lord sent him. And again, I think that he wanted the Lord to destroy Nineveh. It was fine with him. But he ran from God's direction. He went in the opposite direction direction. He, rather than leaning on the 
uh, intelligence of God. God always knows what he's doing. He knew what he was doing when he sent Jonah to Nineveh. He had people in Nineveh who needed to hear the truth of God's Word. But Jonah, a lot of times like we are, leaned under his own understanding, didn't he? He did. Rather than trust in God's direction and trust in the fact that God knew what he was doing, Jonah thought he knew better. Yes, Nineveh was going to be destroyed in the future, but not now. Well, Jonah went in the opposite direction of where God called him to go. I can relate to this in my own personal experience, in my own personal life. I believe that God called me to preach and began calling me to preach a long time ago. But in my own understanding, I didn't think that I was a preacher or that I ever would be a preacher. Certainly, I didn't have what it took. Certainly, I wasn't qualified in any way. And in my life, I did what Jonah did. I went the opposite direction of where I was feeling in my heart God wanted me to go. I'll never forget the first time that I ever stood up to preach. And it was a long time ago, like maybe in 82 or 3. I was so afraid of being struck down by saying something wrong. I got up there and I read Romans chapter 8, word for word, and I sat down. And Brother John Suarez and my dad and all of them, they just looked at me. Brother John got up there. He said, well, brother, you didn't have nothing to say about Romans chapter 8. I said, yes, sir, I did, but I was afraid I'd say the wrong thing. And I knew I couldn't mess up if I just read the Word of God because it's perfect. I was scared to death. And even from that point, I went in the opposite direction. I said, no, not for me. That ain't, that's just not for me. Well, praise God, I didn't have to be swallowed up by a fish to get straightened up. But God did use several things to bring me down to a point where I would be still. In other words, away from all the distraction of my life and the direction that my life had taken away from the direction that God had called me to go. To be still and to know that He is God. And that when He called me to preach, He did know what He was doing. He did know what He was doing. I always felt unworthy, still do. And the fact is, I'm right. I am unworthy to stand up here and preach to you. But praise God that He preaches to you through me. That's how awesome and powerful He is. All right. So Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He ran from the Lord and from his duty to the Lord, the thing that he was clearly called to do, and that was to go and to preach to these sinners, this enemy of his. 
and he found a ship going to Tarsus, and again, the opposite direction. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with him unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. That was his intent. That was the direction that he purposely took, was to go in the opposite direction of where God sent him. But the Lord sent out a great wind. When the Lord directs you to do something, when He has designed and planned for something uh, to be done by you in your life for Him, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because God is in control, isn't He? It's going to happen. You can run, as the old saying goes, but you can't hide. Not from God. He is in control. He knows and sees all things. Verse 4, So the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Couldn't help but think about when I was recently 60 miles offshore, and it did get rough out there. I wouldn't have wanted them to throw me overboard, I can tell you. Two or three hundred foot of water, 60 miles from any dirt. You just think about it. And he told them to. We're going to get there. So the ship was like to be broken, verse 4. In other words, it was starting to come apart. And these were experienced mariners. They weren't first-timers out there. Then the mariners, verse 5, were afraid and cried every man unto his God. Little g God. They didn't know who I was on there. They didn't know who Jonah was. They had to ask him, didn't they? They didn't know who he was. Just somebody that paid the fare. Riding with them. Cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea. That was their livelihood. That's how they were going to pay everybody. That's how they were going to pay for the ship, the use of the ship. They had wares on there. They were scared if they threw all that overboard, weren't they? But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. He was also spiritually asleep, wasn't he? He had taken direction opposite from God's direction for him. He was blocking it out. We do that, don't we? We do. We do. A lot of times we're like uh, the old saying of the ostrich sticking his head in the sand and everything's fine down there. He was asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. You'll notice his God was a capital G here. Because his God was a true and living God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Call upon thy gods, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. They could see their death coming soon. Verse 7, And he said, Everyone to his fellow, Come, everybody come together, and let's cast lots, that we may know 
for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots. Who's in control of the lots? The same person that's in control of everything else, including the direction of your life that He's put you on for His purpose. So they cast lots, and of course the lot fell on Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. What was between them and death in their eyes? It was the distance between their location and the dry land, wasn't it? It was. So it's ironic that Jonah would say this. That he would say, I fear. I'm a Hebrew first. That probably put fear in their hearts because everybody knew what God did for the Hebrews when he brought them out of Egypt. That was common knowledge and in the Word. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven. He's woke up now, hadn't he? Yes, he's back on track now, isn't he? I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. That was the situation they were in. They were in the sea. The sea was about to swallow them up. And what they wanted more than anything else was dry land, wasn't it? Dry land. God, is the sea, was still in control. They didn't want to throw him overboard. In verse 10, the men were exceeding afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had already told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Now, I don't think Jonah realized that if they throw him in the sea, that he's still going to end up going to Nineveh. No. No, he was given his life for them. That's in his mind, he was given his life that, so that they would live. He knew God brought this tempest on them, and he knew it was because of him. So he willingly volunteered his life for theirs. Now we're going to see that Jonah is a type of Christ in a lot of ways. This is one of them. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to land. There's that dry land thereafter. But they could not, for the sea was wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore, they cried unto the Lord. Notice that. They cried unto the Lord, not to their little g-gods that they referred to when this first started. I believe that Jonah revealed the Lord God unto them. And they believed that it was He who caused the tempest. They believed that it was He who made 
the sea and the dry land. Wherefore, verse 14, they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. They recognized that it was the Lord who was in control. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. I believe Jonah must have told them how to do that. Because they were worshipers of the little g-gods who are actually non-existent. Verse 17, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Again, an obvious type of Jesus Christ. He was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. I don't believe that he knew he was going to live. Even just from his words that we will read later, he thought it was over for him. But in chapter 2 and verse 1, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. And he said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, into the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The Lord has gotten his attention now, hasn't he? Absolutely. The Lord has gotten Jonah's attention. And Jonah is returning to the Lord with his intentions. Verse 6, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. O Lord my God, when my soul fainteth within me, I remembered the Lord. The Lord teaches us this very same lesson. And to our shame, He does it over and over, doesn't He? He does. He brings us to the end of ourselves for reasons. Oh, that we would recognize. Oh, that we would seek Him and find out what He's doing in our lives. And remember where He sent us and what He sent us to do. When my soul fainted, verse 7, Jonah 2, within me I remembered the Lord. I remembered the Lord. Remember the Lord today. Remember the Lord today. Whatever you're going through, whatever pain you're in, whatever situation that you don't know what the end of is, remember the Lord. He made the sea in the dry land. He made you. He designed and gave you this life. Amen. 
So Jonah cried out to the Lord from the fish's belly. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. Oh, that we wouldn't wait until our soul faints within us to remember Him. The little things that we're in conflict over. The small divisions in the path that we're walking. The little things. If we would just remember Him, He would save us from indecision. He would guide us in His way. When my soul fainted, verse 7, within me I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee into thine holy temple. You know the Lord's listening when you remember Him and you cry unto Him. He's listening. He knows your situation. He wants you to explain it to Him, not because He doesn't understand it, but it's for your good to bring whatever situation it is that you're in to Him. Hopefully you won't be in the belly of a whale. But we're in situations that feel that way sometimes. It feels like we're separated, doesn't it? Even from God. And it's usually because we've taken an opposite direction from where He sent us. Oh, what a lesson that Jonah learned here. Verse 8 says, They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Jonah, speaking to God from the belly of the fish. Three days he's been there. He said, I will pay that that I have vowed. Oh, I love that song. Sister Betty had to sing a lot when she was here. I know whom I have believed. I vowed unto him, but he is able to keep that vow for me. Isn't that something to be in his hand? Jonah said, I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Over and over, we learn this lesson, don't we? Through our own devices, through our own remedies, our own ideas of how things should be, we end up in this situation, don't we? We do. And we come to realize once again that salvation in all of life is of the Lord. He gets all the glory and all the praise, doesn't He? Because He's created the sea and the dry land and all that is within them. And the Lord spake unto the fish, verse 10, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. So everybody made it to dry land, didn't they? I believe that the men who experienced this with Jonah, I believe that they believed in the true and living God of the Hebrews. I believe they made it to dry land too. But Jonah learned a great lesson. And again, it's to our shame that we must learn this lesson again and again and again.
when we rely on our own understanding rather than trusting God's Word enough to obey Him in it and in our lives, it always leads us astray, doesn't it? Oh, that we would believe His Word enough to trust Him in it and obey Him in it. Oh, we will realize forever, and we will realize forever, that salvation is of the Lord and of Him alone. He is the way. He is the truth. And praise God, He is the only source of eternal life. He's a great Savior.